from the poorhouse to the palace, Bethel Baptist Church is pleased to bring you this uplifting program hosted by Dr. Doug Castle. Please stay with us and open your heart as Dr. Castle opens God's Word. We begin this week uh, finishing up the book of Haggai. Uh, we spent the last uh, week or two here in, in the book of Haggai. Just two chapters, but uh, some great, great instruction and encouragement for us about rebuilding our lives when we've been away from the Lord. And uh, I'm going to close out today with Haggai's word of willing consecration. Now, there have been four messages that we have seen here in, in Haggai. We've seen his word, working construction, and, and then we, we saw his watchful word of consideration, and then his word of warranted correction. And today we come to Haggai's word of willing consecration, the four messages here and in this chapter. And uh, let me just read for you verses uh, 20, through, uh, 20 through 23, the last uh, four verses of this chapter. The Bible says this, and again the word of the Lord, the word of the Lord came unto Haggai in the four and twentieth day of the month, saying, "Speak to Zerubbabel, governor of Judah, saying, I will shake the heavens and the earth." You remember that Zerubbabel was the prince of the seed of David, and he was not allowed to be the king, but he was allowed some civil government authority there. And he said, And I will overthrow the throne of kingdoms, and I will destroy the strength of the kingdoms of the heathen, and I will overthrow the chariots and those that ride in them, and the horses and their riders shall come down, every one by the sword of his brother. In that day, saith the Lord of hosts, will I take thee, O Zerubbabel, my servant, the son of Shealtiel, saith the Lord, and will make thee as a signet, for I have chosen thee, saith the Lord of hosts. Now, these last two uh, these last four verses are broken up into two parts here. Verses 20 through 22 is Jehovah's present word to Zerubbabel. And then there is, then the last verse is his promise word. There is a, a, a future promise that goes with this present command. And notice how all throughout the, these two chapters, God has dealt with their present and given a promise of the future to, to encourage them, to, to, to give them hope in their work for today. And beyond their daily bread, there's always a future promise and a future blessing. Now, this present word that was given to Zerubbabel may have rever referred to the present political condition, but it, it also, uh, to its New Testament use in he Hebrews 12, as the fading of earthly things in the dawn of heaven's eternal kingdom. This house, or the church, would be filled with the glory of the Messiah himself. And a, a, as Jesus said, a greater than Solomon here he is here. He is greater than Solomon's house. Hebrews 12, uh, 26 through 29 says this, Whose voice then shook the earth? But now ha he hath promised, saying, Yet once more I shake not the earth only, but also the heavens. That's just what he said here in, in verse 21 of Haggai, I will shake the heavens and, and overthrow the throne of kingdoms, earthly kingdoms. And look what he goes on to say in Hebrews 12. Uh, um, and this word yet once more signifieth the removing of those things that are shaken as of things that are made that those things which cannot be shaken may remain. He said, look, there are things, I'm going to remove earthly things and shake things, and the earthly things are going to be removed so that only the things that remain are things that cannot be shaken, and you cannot shake Jesus Christ. Oh, he could destroy, oh, you, you shake the world, and there is no temple in the land of Israel today. The earth has been shaken, it's been taken down. 
And then he went on to say, Wherefore we receiving a kingdom which cannot be moved, let us have grace whereby we may serve God acceptably with reverence and godly fear for our God is a consuming fire. And God allows something to come that could not be shaken that does remain, and that is the Lord Jesus Christ in, in his glory. And the kingdom of heaven is not meat and drink, but joy and peace and righteousness in the Holy Ghost. And those things built on the foundation of Jesus Christ will remain and all other things will be consumed with godly fire. It will be an unmovable kingdom. The kingdom of heaven is an unmovable kingdom. And it's here now. It's in you, Jesus told the twelve. And that means it's within us as well. Now, Satan will attempt an attack, but he'll be cut off with his army before he can throw uh, the first fiery dart. The, the, the devil's never been able to get rid of the kingdom of God. The devil's never been, get been able to get rid of the gospel. It's always here. There's always a remnant. He's never been able to get rid of the joy and the righteousness and the peace that come from the Holy Ghost. He can't shake those things. He cannot destroy those things. And, and, and with that, there's an encouraging promise to, to, to Zerubbabel that God said that he was going to make this man, this, this man, a signet. For I have chosen thee, saith the Lord of hosts. Now, this is a personal message to Zerubbabel. Remember, he is the civil governor through the though of the royal lineage. And he is to be commended. Look, this man did not seek to rebuild his kingdom, but he did seek to rebuild the temple. And he is to be commended for seeking to make the temple the center of the nation's government and worship and not his own earthly throne. Look, he could have tried that. Other kings of Israel tried that and tried to restore. And he wouldn't have been able to. For one thing, God said that there wasn't going to be a king sit on the king, the throne of David until until Jesus comes. Now, uh, but but God takes the sentence that was placed on his evil grandfather, Jehoiakim, and, and revokes it. Look what it says here in Jer Jeremiah 2, 22, 24. As I live, saith the Lord, though Coniah, the son of Jehoiakim, king of Judah, were the signet upon my right hand, yet would I pluck thee thence. And verse 30 says, Thus saith the Lord, Write ye this man childless, a man that shall not prosper in his day, for no man of his seed shall prosper, sitting on the, upon the throne of David and ruling anymore in Judah. God came to Jehoiakim because of his wickedness and said, there's no one going to sit on the throne of David anymore. But then God comes to his grandson, a good man, a godly man, Zerubbabel, and, and, the, and he, the good of Zerubbabel overcame the evil of Jehoiakim. By the way, the Bible says, be not overcome of evil, but overcome evil with good. Now, Zerubbabel, uh, Jehoiakim, his seed was destined to be cut off, but because of the righteousness of this man, Zerubbabel, God promises a special blessing. In the day that all earthly thrones are cast down, he will be a signet, a signature. God chose Zerubbabel for something special and significant. God would make him significant, a signet. A signet was also a signature. Zerubbabel himself was the signature promise of God. And a signet is an irrevocable testimony, a delegated power and authority, a sign, same root, same word, of things sealed in promise. He was a sign of better things to come. Zerubbabel is an Old Testament figure of Jesus Christ. The government was upon his shoulder civilly, so will it be upon the shoulder of, of, of Jesus in the millennium. And as Zerubbabel constructed and cleansed the, the temple and priesthood, so will Christ ensure the construction of his millennial temple and cleanse the priesthood of believers at the rapture. Zerubbabel was of the seed of David. Jesus was of the seed of David. 
And uh, God promised that the Messiah would come through his lineage, uh, this, this lineage of David. And look, 10 generations later, through the loins of Zerubbabel's son Abiud, Matthew 1.12, came Joseph, the earthly stepfather of Jesus. Through Zerubbabel's son Risa, in Luke 3.27, came the young virgin Mary. The lineage of Christ through Joseph was both separated and unified through Zerubbabel. Did you know that at Zerubbabel, Mary and Joseph can trace the, the earthly parents. And of course, Joseph was not the father of Jesus Christ. He was a stepfather. He was conceived by the Holy Ghost of God, Jesus was. But God made sure that even the earthly stepfather of Jesus was of the seed of David. And, and even Joseph and Mary both are direct descendants through Zerubbabel 400, 500 years before their, their birth through his two, two of his sons, Risa, and through Abiad. And Matthew chapter one and, and Luke chapter two, give us, the, or Luke three, give us those records. And as God chose Zerubbabel for something special and significant, so has he chosen each of us for a particular work in the building of the, his kingdom. And don't miss it. Stay in the dew of the will of God and you will be certain to be a sure sign to those about you. And as Zerubbabel was written in the pages of God's words, so you may be the Bible written in our hearts, known read of all men. Your life may be the only Bible somebody will read. Look, here, here. Let me let me just give you four lessons as we close this out. Our foundation is laid in Jesus in Christ Jesus, the the foundation of the temple. Let us rise to the work of His house and build. First Corinthians fifteen fifty eight. Uh, therefore, my beloved brethren, be ye therefore steadfast, immovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, for as much as ye you know that your labor is not in vain in the Lord. And uh, the importance of the work of God is paramount to everything else. Your home and all you work for is just nothing. Remember we saw that, that that they that, that the God was destroying their homes because they have forsaken the work of God. And Matthew 6.33 tells us, Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things shall be added unto you. Second lesson, there, there needs to be a vision. Where there is no vision, the people perish, but he that keepeth the law is happy as he. Number three, God's eyes are on the faithful of the land, few and poor though they be. Psalm 101, verse six, mine eyes shall be upon the faithful of the land, that they may dwell with me. He that walketh in a perfect way, he shall serve me. And the fourth lesson, this, there are always unfulfilled promises of God waiting to be claimed and captured by his faithful people. I hope that Haggai has been a blessing to you. I hope that when you read him, uh, you'll have a little more understanding and a little more knowledge and to to encourage and help you. And maybe your eyes be open just a little bit more to to the scriptures here that God has placed to be a divine help in our lives. May the Lord bless you until our time tomorrow. You've been enjoying the program from the poorhouse to the palace. Find Pastor Castle's Bible commentaries and other resources when you visit the website bbclinton.com. Archive broadcasts of this radio program are available at wytjradio.com. Listen to the latest broadcast wherever you are or catch up on what you missed whenever you want by subscribing to the podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or Google Podcasts. Just search From the Poor House to the Palace. From the poor-